We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Boston Celtics winning streak is no more. The Celtics fall to the Charlotte Hornets on the road here. That and more coming up next here on Green with Envy. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Will Weir, checking in. How you doing? How you living? The Celtics' win streak is snapped on the road in Charlotte. And here to help me break it all down is my best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast, the one and only, Greg Manakis. Rough one out there tonight, man. No, no, no two ways around this one. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum went crazy, went bananas in the first half. So did Peyton Pritchard. And, uh, you know, we'll get into it, but I think... The the biggest takeaway is whenever we have somebody who gets it going, really bogs down the rest of the team. Uh, it seemed like we were just expecting Jason Tatum's performance just to kind of blow the the doors off the arena and the Hornets would fold. Mm-hmm. The Hornets weren't folding tonight. Yeah. And I think that, that that's just the it was kind of fool's gold in the first half. We, we hoped it yeah. would be over at the end of the first half. A lot of a, a lot of minute complaints. game. A lot of complacency in that in that second half, I would say. Yeah, it's a good word. So let's uh let's go ahead. Let's jump into the morning box where that's gonna allow us to kind of venture out into everything. So let's do what we always do here and let's go ahead and queue up the morning box score. The Boston Celtics lose tonight, as I mentioned, 121 to 118 in overtime against the Charlotte Hornets. Let's start out with the Hornets and we got to go to the first guy here on the list, and that's LaMelo Ball. 15 of 27 from the field, 5 of 11 from 3, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 36 points. A really impressive performance from him. A guy that I thought was maybe the second most impactful player on the on the Hornets tonight, Mark Williams. Big fan of Mark Williams coming out of Duke last year, second year in the league, 8 of 14 from the field. He had 18 points to go along with 16 rebounds, including eight offensive rebounds. Miles Bridges had 14 points, 20 points for old friend Gordon Hayward, 15 points for P.J. Washington off the bench as well. Swinging over to the Celtics, Greg, you already touched on it. Big, big night from Jason Tatum, especially in that first half. He finishes the night with 45 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 15 of 28 from the field, 7 of 15 from 3. 8 of 10 from the line, really needed that to be 9 of 10 from the line. Misses a crucial free throw in the overtime period. Peyton Pritchard, 
getting his groove back. 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from the three-point line. He had 21 points tonight to go with six rebounds. Really, him and Tatum had it going on offensively. The rest of the team, it was a struggle. Sam Hauser, 1 of 9 from the field, 1 of 9 from 3 on the night. Kristaps Porzingis, only 5 of 14, 1 of 8 from 3. He missed four free throws in this game. Jalen Brown, 5 of 17. Drew Holiday, 5 of 11. Uh, a tough night for the Celtics overall. They lose the offensive rebound battle. They lose a bunch of points in transition to this Hornets team that just never gave up. Greg, when you know when you look at this game, like I said, there's no way. This is a bad loss. They were up 100 to 89 with I believe just over two minutes left. You can't lose that game. Versus, you know, as much as the the Hornets didn't give up tonight, they're an inferior team. Even even with Derek White now, it's an inferior. team. You can't lose a game when you're up by that much. Drew Holiday misses two free throws late in regulation, sends the game to overtime. We talk about, I mentioned Jason Tatum, eight attempts from the free throw line. Wish it was nine. Attempted a three late in overtime. Gets fouled by Gordon Hayward. Only makes two out of three. You know, when you look to where the Celtics lost this game, where's the first place that you're looking at? Um, I think it would have to be the Drew Holiday free throws, man. And Drew Holiday overall, I think his play was very erratic tonight that was like you know one thing that i've been noticing a lot since we started the season is that drew holiday's consistency has been you know a breath of fresh air after the roller coaster of marcus smart over the last few years and um you know i think with holiday we finally saw what some milwaukee bucks fans have have mentioned over the past couple of years that you know i i probably wouldn't phrase it this way but i've seen it on twitter like the drew has cte thing um you know i, I think <laughs> probably not the most politically correct yeah. way to phrase it but he has a lot of plays where you're kind of just like wait drew like why did you do that like that one play where he had the wide open layup and uh drew carter said oh it looked like his his controller died on him you know? <laughs> uh, i think with drew i i would i'd have hoped with Derek white being out al horford being out tonight that we would have gotten a little bit more out of him uh those two missed free throws obviously uh, kind of put an exclamation point headline. on the not, not, not the main thing, but those will be the headline for sure. Right, right. And just, you know, even the last, the you know, the last pass to Jalen Brown, it's a tough position to be in, 0.8 seconds on the clock, but that was just a bad decision trying to throw it over the top to Jalen. The pass wasn't there. Um, there were just other options that he probably could have gone to. But Drew, I would say, you know, he was probably the worst uh, of the stars in mm-hmm. tonight's game. Jalen right. wasn't far behind him, though. You know, Jalen with the five fouls didn't, we didn't see a lot out of Jalen Brown tonight. It was basically, let's hope J- Jason Tatum uh, can take us home. You know, second night of a back-to-back. Let's just hope Tatum can put his Superman cape on. Like he said, he loves playing Monday nights in Charlotte. Hey, and, he, uh, I he mean, almost, he came he, damn close. He, he came did. damn he close did. to doing it. You know, it was, I mean, basically, if your name's not Jason or Peyton, it, it's really hard to look at this from a from a super positive lens, right? Like, and even, and even in the Tatum part, it, it's really hard for a guy who has 45, 13, and 6. It's it's in two blocks to add to that. You know, it's hard to even, you know, come. It, it feels stupid to come up with something negative to say about that night. But we kind of mentioned it, right? Like, and this is part him, part the team, right? Is that in that second half, it just felt like, like you said, Tatum's got his Superman cape on tonight. Let's just let him take us home. We're just going to settle for a lot of shots. And, and really the offense just, it got lazy really in that second half. Right. And it's funny because you would have expected with the South with Tatum playing as well as he was playing that we would have went to Jason Tatum down the stretch a little bit more. Oh my God. That's, I mean, the, the, the fact that we went with, and this was, I think the second to last possession of regulation, but this is, we were texting our group and we went with a Hauser holiday pick and roll where we left Porzingis in the corner and Tatum on the wing. And it's like, I don't know. 
just a wild, wild thought here. Maybe <laughs> give the guy with 40 points the ball. And I think this ended up being Holiday missing the free throws after this. But right. it's, it's, it's how do you not even have him involved in the action? Like that's, right. that's inexcusable. And that's also somewhat on Tatum, right? Holiday has the ball at the top mm-hmm. of the key with 12 seconds left and Tatum just stands in the corner. It's like, go get the ball, dude. You're feeling this is what it. I'm saying. It's hard to, to, to have criticisms of a guy who's 45, 13 and six, but yeah. it did feel like, um, like there's, there was times where either he settled or in this particular case, he actually wasn't aggressive enough, regardless of whatever the play call might be. Right. And it's one of those games where with Jalen, I love Jalen, but there were times in tonight's game where Tatum was going on a little bit here on, on Twitter with some of the, some of our, our, our staunch Jalen love is I know some people are are not thrilled with Jalen tonight. Yeah. I mean, there were a few times Tatum really had it going. I think one time in the first half and Jalen was really struggling all night. He brings the ball. Tatum had just hit another three pointer. Jalen brings the ball up the left side of the court and decides to go one-on-one. And I I think he missed a three pointer or or turned the ball over or something. But I was just like, Mm -hmm. like, Jalen, why do you feel the need at this moment to insert yourself? Like, just give the ball to Tatum and get the hell out of the way. You know, yeah. you didn't need you didn't need to do that. And down the stretch, we weren't we went three straight possessions. Tatum and Porzingis pick and roll. I know that has been you know a a, a really effective play throughout this year. But when Jason Tatum has it going like this, and the rest of the offense is already kind of bogged down, there's not much movement. The ball's not moving side to side. It's really just one action, and we're getting a shot and an offensive rebound. Maybe, you know, th- that's when I'm. I'm just like, it, I would rather have the ball in Tatum's hand because Jalen mm-hmm. doesn't have any sort of rhythm. He's had five fouls, been forcing it all night. Let's yep. Just give the ball to Tatum. Why are we overcomplicating this? Give the ball to Tatum down the stretch and let him do his thing. I want to highlight this comment that we got here on YouTube from from BR Reardon. I think this is something I kind of noticed during the game and have noticed over the you know over the last spell or so in which Jalen's kind of struggled to to find his spot. And so for those of you listening here, another rough performance from Jalen. Really hoping he starts to gel with not always being the second option because right now it seems like he doesn't know and trust his role. I think that's actually pretty well said for for kind of where Jalen's at right now. And I'm I'm trying to remember if this was I, I know it was in the second half. But there was a play where I think it might have been Holiday underneath the basket ends up. And it was actually a, a, one of the few possessions where the Celtics got some side-to-side movement, got some penetration, kicked the ball out to Jalen on the wing. And it should have been an immediate shot for Jalen. But mm-hmm. Jalen hesitated for a moment, wasn't really quite sure what to do, ended up settling back in, and then took a forced, contested three-point shot. And I think that really speaks to the comment right there about being a little tentative as to – knowing and trusting his role, whereas before, you know, obviously before you add in Chris Stapps, before you add in, you know, Drew Holiday, and even Derek White's role has really ascended, even though he was on this team, you know, a mm-hmm. year the last year and a half. His role has ascended this year, I feel like, with the responsibility that they've allowed him to have. And and you can see it at times that if Jalen's not in the, you know, NBA jams, he's on fire Jalen mode, that you can yeah. sometimes see him being, you know, questioning his own decision-making at times. Right. And, you know, it wasn't one of those Jalen Brown seven turnovers game. He only had right. two turnovers. It was actually Drew. Drew's the one that had seven turnovers. It kind yep. of speaks to my point earlier. Um, but, you know, I don't want to harp too too long on on the negatives of this game. But I do want to talk about Sam Hauser being, in, you know, inserted into the starting lineup. And this is the second time where Sam's been inserted into the starting lineup and he hasn't been able to find his shot. 
And I don't know if it's a rhythm thing, uh, if it's a pressure thing, but he had a, a lot of good looks tonight. All nine yeah. of his shots came from three-point range. One thing that I'm wondering, though, with Sam as a starter is if we can get him maybe some easy buckets that aren't just three-pointers. You know, every, everything with Sam is is it's a three-pointer or it's not a three-pointer when he's in the starting lineup. And it seems like we could find a way to get him on some backdoor cuts mm -hmm. or run some of that split action that the Golden State Warriors love to do and just see if we can get him an easy an easy bucket slipping out of a screen um, just to get his confidence going anytime he does get elevated into this starting role because you would hope in 38 minutes of action Sam Hauser would at least hit a couple shots he had one three -pointer. I mean he was why he had great looks you know what I mean he and did. it's it, it, it's an interesting kind of one rebound too like Sam's normally a little bit better yeah he's usually a lot better of a rebounder side note just on rebounding loved O'Shea Bruce that for the from a rebounding perspective just the energy that he brought in his his yeah. time that that he was out there uh but with sam hauser it's kind of an interesting conundrum right because we talked about this with peyton pritchard who we'll get to here in a second that you know that he was able to kind of get his swagger back which i think is big regardless of the loss big part of this is going to be hopefully this is peyton pritchard getting his swagger back but you know you talked about one of the things that was bothering you when pritchard didn't have it going is that he wasn't willing to shoot right there right. was there was times where he was in it had I will say, at least for Sam, I that that sentiment of of what you shared about how you were feeling about Peyton Pritchard's game, like all mm -hmm. the, you know, all the scrappy stuff he's doing, it's cool. But if he's not going to be willing to play his role and shoot that shot when he's open, Sam still shot it. You know, one of nine, it didn't go well, but he still, yeah. but he still shot it. And there was one shot that he made towards the end of the game. You could kind of see Tatum give him a few extra smacks, like keep shooting the fucking ball, you know. Right. And right. you know, it, it just it just wasn't Sam's night. Sam's been been awesome to start the season, so I, I'm. I'm not super worried i'm not obviously against him getting a bucket because it really is that mental of hey i I, can't, I don't have it going right now but a layup you just see it go through that's a mm -hmm. real thing like that's a real thing that Absolutely. can help get you going so uh definitely with you on that but i think with sam you know it, he'll have a bounce back game he's gonna have a couple of these it's just gonna happen you know mm -hmm. but i do think you know he's shooting 45 46 whatever it's at percent for the season i'm cool with uh with sam hauser but let's talk about peyton pritchard here for a minute because i do think he was one of the the bright spots in this game like i said yeah. him and you know him and tatum really carried the way from an offensive standpoint especially when you look at the three-point line celtics hit 16 threes of them 12 of them came from peyton and from tatum so yeah. it was a really rough night shooting the ball they got to that 50 number 16 of 50 32 percent and that 32% feels deceiving if, like I said, if you're not Pritchard or you're not Jason Tatum. But I, it's interesting, Greg. I almost brought it up last night, but it was it was kind of an insignificant moment in the Grizzlies game where on the right wing uh, towards the end of the second half, uh, Pritchard hit a step back that ended up being a two. His foot was on the line. Mm -hmm. But it felt like one of those shots he kind of had to take. He couldn't think. He couldn't overthink it, right? And after that, he hit one more three, and he just, he just started to play. He just seemed like he was playing better the rest of the game. He didn't play a ton more the rest of that game. But it felt like, all right, that might be something. And so it was something I kind of bookmarked in my mind. And then tonight comes out and hits four threes in the first quarter. And overall, just I think played a easily his best game of the season. Yeah, it was great to see out of Pritchard. You know, I was listening to your conversation that you had with Adam the other day, and you were talking about Pritchard, and Adam was like, it's coming, man. It's coming for Pritchard. I know. And I told him I, was, I want it to. And it looks like hopefully this is the start of that. Yeah, and it, you know he doesn't have to go five for eight every night, but he has to be willing to shoot, and he has to be you know eight three pointers. I think is a good number for Peyton Pritchard to be taking off the bench. Mm -hmm. You know he has to be coming in willing to shoot the ball. If he goes three for eight, four for eight every night, like that's all you can ask for out of Pritchard. Fifty percent obviously is, is great, but three for eight would be a, a wonderful number to shoot for for Pritchard. And 
the ball, it's, it seemed like he had a little bit more spring in his legs tonight. Um, I, I think you, you can attest to this. Will. you're, you're a shooter, although not at the NBA level, that's your role on our men's. I mean, team. if they, if they would just give me a <laughs> shot, I've told, I've, I've said I could do it, but they just won't listen. I don't know. But there are some days where you just like, everything is, is so rhythmic, right? W- with yeah. your shot, everything's connected from your feet all the way to your follow through. And it felt like Pritchard because he was in a slump. He was trying to like over um, mechanicize. I know that's not a word, but be over mechanical, over, overly mechanical. There it is. There it is. We're two people that speak the English <laughs> language. Or, <laughs> I mean, barely, overly, yes. overly mechanical uh, with that shot. And you could almost see him being like, okay, I, I, I want to get my hand under the ball. I want to tuck my elbow in and just like Steve Nash um, shooting mechanics hundred percent. And tonight he just let it fly. And I think there is something to be said about that shot the other night against the Grizzlies where he didn't, he didn't have to think about it. He just let it go. And tonight it seemed like he was more willing to just let that thing go. That's all you want out of Peyton Pritchard. Cause he does so much else on the court for this team. And in, in nights when a Derek white is not available and drew holiday is not playing well, this is what we wanted and this is what we expected out of Peyton Pritchard is that he could step up. He could elevate his play when called upon. And it was nice to see him finally do that because he has been busting his hump all year and everything else on the court. Yeah. It's just the shot hasn't been following, falling. And now that it fell tonight, hopefully this is something that he can build upon and have a nice stretch because we've seen stretches from Hauser and from Pritchard where they'll just shoot 45% from three for a month and a half. Yeah, is isn't it funny though? As like from a from a shooter's perspective, sometimes the worst thing for you when you're in a slump is a wide open shot. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it's one hundred percent the worst shot. You need almost shot clock winding down, someone in your face running down at you that you know that this is the shot that you're supposed to take, and then you just take it without thinking because it's like you said, if you're in a slump and you have that much time to think. You're thinking about where are my shoulders? Where's my hand? Where's, you know, is my, is my elbow tucked in? Am I following through properly? You have all these different thoughts that, that go through your head. And then sometimes when you can just get out of your own way and then you start playing, you start flowing, you start feeling that, feeling that rhythm. And that's what we certainly saw to Peyton Pritchard tonight. And so it, it was nice to see that it's a, it's a bad loss. Like I said, it's a, it's a really yeah. bad loss for all the different circumstances. But we're good. The, we're good. I mean, yeah, we're 11 yeah. and three. I know, I know someone said Bad that right loss, when we signed on, like we're literally, I'll put it up here. We're literally 11 and three. They're going to be fine. Uh, this is one of the, this is the first, the first time that we've seen this team have a game where it's just, it's, it's confounding, right? Where mm-hmm. you have to, you have to come on, try to make sense of it. And it's a game you shouldn't let get away. And let's but, be real. It's the ultimate trap game. We got Milwaukee on Wednesday. It's a big time trap game. And if you look at the way the Raptors game went and the way the Grizzlies game went, they were kind of due for this. I mean, even Missoula after the Grizzlies game was like, we shouldn't have won that game. We didn't deserve to. And mm-hmm. it was kind of a, a spiral or, or trickle down effect from the Raptors game to the Memphis game to finally in Charlotte, you took I mean, your foot dude, off the gas. And Jason and got Tatum hit. missed a clutch free throw, bro. He never misses clutch free yeah. throw. And like, yeah. I, as he was shooting the, the first one, I was like, oh, that's money. The second one, I was like, oh, that was a little strong, but he'll adjust. And then the third one was long. My dad and I were watching the game together. And, he, you know, when Tatum got fouled, I was like, oh, he's good for these. Like, we're, we're, we're probably going to second overtime. We're going to double overtime. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good for these. And he missed the last one. I felt like an idiot. You know, I'm the, kid, I'm the son that's supposed to know everything about the right. And And, of course, he uh, – well, I guess I named him in the morning box score, but he will not be named. Goes ahead and hits the fucking game. Dude, can we talk about him, though, for a second? It's fucking – like, when – he who should not be named – we're talking about Miles Bridges, everybody. Like, 
when Miles Bridges got the ball on the left wing, I was like, there's no way. Karma is not going to let him hit this shot right now. And, he fucking, and then he just fucking nailed it. And I was like, God damn it, man. This is like, the first game he started the season, too. He's just, I think it's the of third all the game people that has to back. hit the shot, it has to be this fucking asshole. And, and, and the thing is, like, you know, LaMelo was cooking tonight. Right. Yeah. Like 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 if LaMelo is going to be going to be LaMelo, I'll, I'll let that happen. Gordon Hayward. Hey, listen, the time with the Celtics just didn't work out. No one. I don't think anyone that I know has a real bad sentiment towards Gordon Hayward. He just keeps getting fucking injured every time yeah. he steps on a basketball court. It's like he hits it. OK. Hey, listen, Gordon. It, it, this isn't real revenge, but like a little bit like happy for it. Mark Williams was fucking awesome. Let him get a putback dunk or something, you know, right. like Mark Williams. I thought was really, really good yeah, in this game. I like awesome. Mark Williams a lot. Like my dad like, thought it, my dad thought it was Rob for a second. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, he, they, he plays a little bit like him, right? Like yeah. there, there, there are some similarities. Same hair, so. same last name. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame Charlie for that one. Um, but yeah, that just, that sucked for him to be the guy that, that hit the shot. Um, like I said, LaMelo and Mark Williams, I think, were the main culprits tonight when you look at, you know, how the Charlotte team just kept coming. Mm -hmm. uh, LaMelo and Mark yeah, Williams. Yeah, Mark Williams was awesome. Mark, and Mark Williams was everywhere. 18 points, 16 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds. Um, he had a what, he had three blocks in this game, too. You know, and it felt like he affected a lot more than just what, what was in the stat line tonight. So, you know, for the Hornets, this is a big win for them. This is a a big win for them in yeah, their season. It, it is. I I, I like chuckle like, at it because it's it like Hornets, right. but like yeah. it is a big win. I don't know what it's gonna do for them, but right. it's a big win. Like who knows? Like I mean, it it, their best win like if, if if we were if we were teal with envy instead of green with envy, and we were we were hosting a Charlotte Hornets podcast, we would have come on here drinking the fucking Kool Aid. We would have oh, been yeah. talking about Lamelo Balls having his All NBA breakout. Mark Williams is like the up and coming you know, new center in the league. Gordon Hayward's here to do all the little things in his final year of his four year. You know, he's going to have this J.D. Drew moment or, you know, whatever shit. We maybe wouldn't have said J.D. Drew moment because that wouldn't have made sense with the Charlotte. Apparently, we'd but, just be totally okay with Miles Bridges playing basketball. Yeah, we'd, we'd have to ignore <laughs> all of the bullshit surrounding him. But hey, can we talk yeah. about Brandon Miller for a second? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I thought maybe one of the funniest possessions, and I can't. I think this was. I can't remember if this was in regulation or OT, where they just kind of let Brandon Miller have the ball, and he was just fumbling it around for yeah. about the first, I don't know, fourteen seconds of the shot clock, where he's like, "Lamelo, please come take this ball. I don't want it." Yeah, I, I was impressed with him, man. I didn't really watch him much in college, and then, um, you know, I've seen a few highlights that missed dunk that he had tonight I was was, hey, whoa he, he, he bro. tried to snatch a couple of bodies in the first half on that dunk. he just Jaylen tried to do the same in the exploded second he exploded off of that uh left foot like one foot inside the paint i was impressed with him man like he he's got some defensive chops he's got some he's got a nice handle really competitive um he didn't look like uh his body wasn't ready for the nba i know he's, mm -hmm. he's still a, a young guy but yeah. i was really impressed with him man. i think they definitely have something with Lamelo and him like this we've seen Lamelo play great against the Celtics before. I know he everyone's kind of been down on Lamelo lately, but this is what made everybody lose their shit over Lamelo rookie year. You know his his feel in the pick and roll and his yeah. uh, feel for big moments as well. Like man, he's a six. I mean, he's a six foot six Trey Young. That's what he is, yeah. dude. That's exactly. I was thinking of of this earlier about like between the two of them, I think they're kind of similar, and I would choose Lamelo every time just because he's six 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 seven. 
Yeah. Right? Like that's the exactly the what factor. And so you give him, you know, high flyers like Brandon Miller and Mark Williams. Like I like what they're building with that. It's, it's something right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. To the point of tonight's win for them. I don't know if it's going to turn into something. And I don't know if Mark Williams, Brandon Miller, LaMelo ball. I don't know what that is, but it's, if you're a Charlotte fan, it's at least fun, right? Like that's, 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 that's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It just really sucks that Miles Bridges hit that shot, man. I fucking hate that yeah, guy. Yeah. I wish it could have been <laughs> any, anyone else. It literally, I wish, I wish Bryce McGowan's came in and hit that shot. Like just right. JT Thor. Or you know what? You know what would have been poetry? If fucking Ish Smith, the all-time. Oh, that I would have. I would have applauded. I would have given Ish Smith the standing ovation instead of fucking. It would have been. It would have been too perfect. I mean, he's he's the Celtic killer captain, right? He's the Celtic killer captain all-star. You know. So, uh, but it is what it is. Celtics lose one twenty-one to one eighteen. They're now eleven and three on the season. But Greg, you mentioned it. It's a massive trap game Wednesday night. Big big showdown. Celtics Bucks. TD Garden Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. The libations are going to be flowing that night around the garden. That is going to be uh, that is going to be a scene for those who don't be in the building. Bring the earmuffs. Yeah, bring the earmuffs. It's probably not all going to be PG or even PG thirteen that night, but should be a fun time at the garden. That's going to do it though for this episode here of Green with Envy. I'm your boy Will Weir. This is Greg Manakis. And in case we decide to put this on the audio feed, Greg, what uh, if we do? What music are they going to hear? Um, you know what? I heard somebody request this earlier, so let's just play him out with a little bit of the. And maybe we'll see you guys.